Two hours removed from the Chiefs game last night, roughly speaking. Uh, if I told you that Patrick Mahomes set a career high in passing yards, yeah, and, and that the Chiefs held the Titans to, I believe, only one first down in the second half, okay, and basically negated Derrick Henry, yep. Um, and if I told you that Patrick Mahomes nearly set NFL records for passing attempts and passing completions, oh. Would you think this was a blowout game? Yes. I'm saying Chiefs, 47, Titans, 18. Yeah, that, that sounds a whole lot more reasonable than what actually happened. What actually happened, Andrew? Uh, well, it took a couple of years off my life, pretty much. Um, <laughs> the Chiefs had one of those. They had an AFC West or AFC South game. An AFC South game, like, like I said, it's always Thursday night in the AFC South. Mm. Always weird stuff going on. <laughs> um, and it feels like they always pull you into their madness. Uh, so this was a this was a classic AFC South game. Uh, the Titans came out chippy. They were they were they're uh, kind of a they're kind of a bully team. They are, and and they're a team that plays in an annoying way. I don't know how to describe this, but physical. No, well maybe <laughs> maybe that's it. Um, I just they're a frustrating team to play. Yes, let's put it that way. Yes, they are. Um, so they came out to a pretty good lead. The Chiefs started doing. Things that indicate that the Chiefs were not ready to play that week, which for some reason almost always happens against the AFC South. Uh, and all of a sudden, the Chiefs were down by like two scores in no time at all. Well, now, it was weird because they started off at one point. They got to 9-0 and up on the Titans. They should have been 10-0 and if mm-hmm. Butker makes his extra point. Yeah. Um, but then we lost that lead, got a big lead against us, uh, ended up coming back in the end. It was just a weird game. Honestly, um, it was a good game. It was entertaining. I wouldn't say it was fun throughout because we were felt like we were play, playing pretty poorly well, throughout most of it. Yeah, and it's not what you would call fundamentally sound. <clears throat> like, uh, like the Chiefs made some pretty big mistakes to keep them from taking over the game. And on the other hand, the Titans really couldn't pass the ball to save their lives, except for a couple of big plays. The styles of the two different offenses could not be more polar opposite. Just night and day. You might have seen the best pass in the NFL versus the worst pass in the NFL. And that's not really a shot on Malik Willis. He just yeah. did not have it. But the Titans could not pass the ball to save their life, um, but they could run the ball really well mm-hmm. at times. Uh, we'll get into that later. On the other hand, the Chiefs could not run the ball for the life of them, no. but they could pass the ball. Yeah. So just... Uh, it was an interesting matchup between those two styles. Yes, I think you saw what happens when that when that those two styles meet. Yeah, you'd rather be good at passing. Yes, exactly. Uh, so I don't know how do you, how do you want to break down the game? Do you want to uh, share any highlights, overall thoughts? Um, well, I don't game ball, um, balls. Okay, my my thoughts on this game are there are some some positives to take away, um, some great performances, but there were also some worrying aspects of it. Yeah. So I'm thinking, do you want to start with, like, why don't we start with the negative stuff first and then ultimately go look at some good stuff that happened, okay? I, I love starting with negativity. Yeah, I know you, I know you love that stuff. Yeah. Um, my biggest concern out of this game, and let me, let me preface it with this. The, the Tennessee Titans have the number one rush defense in the league. So we need to keep that in mind. But that being said, our rushing attack in this game was abysmal. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about just running backs rushing attack here, not Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Um, I'll pull up the stats here in just a minute, but it it basically could not have been worse. It was rough. It didn't seem to matter who was in there. Um, they tried pretty much everyone. Pacheco, Clyde, 
And uh, McKinnon, no, no, didn't seem better. Can, can I give you the stats here? I got him. I got him now. Please do. Okay. At the end of the game, Pacheco was five carries for five yards. Ceh was four carries for five yards, and McKinnon was three carries for four yards. So basically, if we ran across the length of this room that we're in right now, we would have more rushing yards than the Chiefs. Anyone can run back. Yeah, I mean it. Gosh, that is so bad. Mm-hmm. And it looked that bad in just watching the game. Every time they handed off, you were like, "Oh no, this is about to be terrible." Now I'm not going to say any of those running backs are are great right now. Mm-hmm. Um. But whenever you have three backs all failing to do anything, to me that points directly to the offensive line yeah. getting beat handily. Yeah. Now I know we we've drawn issue with our running back room um, in the past. Mm-hmm. I don't think this was on them, like you're saying. I I don't know if it was a schematic thing or just you know our guys versus their guys did not measure up. But yikes! That um, felt like the best the best defensive line of football to me. Oh, and what's yeah, funny is we I, played the, the the Niners, who allegedly had one of the best mm-hmm. defensive lines in football two weeks ago. <clears throat> this was so much better. And it felt like we had no plan for it. Yeah, that that's what's worrying to me is maybe maybe the thing about the Niners is so much of it is Bosa, and mm-hmm. it's a little easier to plan around one guy. Uh, with the Titans, and I, I said it going into it, the, the Titans' defensive line is very underrated. They were extremely good. I knew they were very good against the pass, um, I didn't realize how good of a rush defense they were on, on the front four there. Well, here's the thing. If you're knocking the offensive line a couple feet off the ball every play, that works against the run or the pass. It doesn't yes. matter. Yes, yes. Either, either way is good. Now, I know there might be tractors right now thinking, well, we've got Pat Mahomes, we've got Travis Kelsey, we've got all these great pass catchers. Who needs to run the ball? It's 2022. Nobody cares about running the ball anymore. What, what, were, what are your thoughts on that? My thought is, I mean, did you see some of the stunts they were running against us? Or actually, it's a name. It's a name. Say stunts, uh, alignments. Yes, they had like three stacked on one side and they, one on the other, or just li- they would leave the, everyone open between the tackle boxes and have two guys outside. Yeah, they they were wacky. They had absolutely no respect for our ability to run the game, run the ball. No, um, and that is the only way you beat the roof defense. I think th- I think they were primarily playing zone. Last night, I don't know because I'm not a film guy. I thought it was a little bit more man. Maybe. But, but whatever I, it is, they were dropping a bunch sure. of guys in coverage and yeah. just rushing mostly with, with four, maybe five. And not blitzing like at all. I think they blitzed yeah. like once, maybe twice the whole night. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it's it's pretty clear. The two things you got to do to beat the, the, the uh, what do they call it? The cover two defense. Mm-hmm. Cover two the shell. Roof. Yeah, the, the shell. You got to be able to. Complete short passes, and you got to be able to have some semblance of a running game. And the Chiefs had some short passes. But man, the coverage was really good, impressively good. Well, or the receivers were a bad, little, a little too good. Yeah. Um, the Titans' game plan, as far as the secondary, was basically just to beat the crap out of receivers and dare the refs to throw flags. They got a lot of flags on them. They probably should have had more. Yeah. Because that was their game plan was just to maul our receivers, and that's why I think that's why you saw Mahomes holding the ball as long as he did throughout the night. Because they were playing very physical, and it got them a couple of times, um, but on the whole, it worked for them. Um, if I might just kind of throw that question back to myself now. Um, yeah. My concern is, as good as Patrick Mahomes is, and all our pass catchers, we've just seen so many instances of when an offense becomes one too one-dimensional on pass or run, it just never works. You just start to lose so much efficiency there. Mm-hmm. Like you need to be more balanced, especially when it gets later in the season. And you get into the playoffs. You need to have a more balanced team. Um, I thought the Chiefs have been doing pretty well with that throughout most of the year, um, but this this game was a little bit worrying in that regard. That's probably my biggest concern out of this game: is we need to run the ball better, more consistently. Yeah, and, and you know, like you said, I thought this was something that we kind of addressed. I thought we were a little bit past this problem because um, we've invested so much in the offensive line, and we've invested actually, I mean, a lot in terms of like Clyde, if you will, in the running backs. Mm-hmm. So it feels like we should have a good running game at this point, point. Uh, and we don't. I don't know if that's schematic. I don't know if it's play call. I don't know if it's just you know the offensive line getting beat. What's what's weird to me? There, there were two things that really seemed strange about this game that I would not have expected. One, I would have expected better uh, 
a little bit better result from the offensive line because they got called out before this game. Like Justin Simmons, is it Jeffrey Simmons? I don't know. Simmons. Jeffrey. Yeah. He called out the offensive line, basically said that they, they weren't much better than they were a couple years ago. I don't, I don't remember the exact quote, but basically saying like, yeah, they're, they're not that good. So I would have expected them to kind of come firing off the wall. Uh, and the second thing is, this is off of a bye week. And Andy Reid, Chiefs, are supposed to be very good off of a bye. And man, it looked like we had not planned for them at all. Yeah, which we still won. So, I mean, yeah. that's, that's going to add on to that stat. Uh, you're right, you're um, right. But that's they're usually supposed to look really competent coming off of that. Uh, my theory, so this is like, I think I mentioned this during the game a couple times. This is like the third or fourth game this year that the Chiefs have come out just kind of looking flat. Yeah. Uh, and that always happens occasionally with the Chiefs. It's just kind of in their DNA for whatever reason. But it's it's occurring at an alarming rate to me this year. Usually it, it happens in games that are, you know, middling opponents or games that are not primetime. Yes. And I guess you could say the Titans are middling, you know? They're, they're, not, they're not great. We had the same record as us. They were the ones in the FC last year. Yeah, it's not like so they were... We shouldn't have been overlooking them. It's not like there was some dumpster fire that we were playing. But this was a primetime game. Sunday Night Football. Yeah. Uh, so I would not have expected them to come out that way. I think the reason for that, in my mind, is you've got a very, very young team. I think it's actually somehow one of the younger teams that Andy Reid has had since he's been with the Chiefs. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, like I think they're a top five youngest team in the NFL right now, which is wild for a, you know a, such a, an incumbent, if you will. But I think that attitude—it's kind of a—it's a slightly immature attitude. Younger players maybe tend to focus more on big games and kind of uh, come in with some some uh, overconfidence in mm-hmm. the, what they might perceive as easier matchups. Well, on the flip side of that, I don't want to put it all on the Chiefs, and I want to give the Titans their credit, their due, because um, I think a huge amount of that was what they did. I think mm-hmm. they have an extremely good rush defense. That was a big part of our problem, and they came out with their heads on fire, came out, you know, looking for blood, looking to get into a fight. Um, I think that maybe had to do with why it seemed like we were kind of flat on the flip side. Shouldn't we anticipate this by now? You'd think so. I mean, that's probably what got us beat against the Colts too. Like all these teams just come out and go for broke against the Chiefs. And if, if the Chiefs have that attitude of, oh, well, this is an easy game, they're, they're going to get up in this kind of position pretty frequently. Yeah. Okay. So I that's as much negativity as I've got. Um, I'm sure you've had a little bit more, <laughs> but on the whole, I mean, we won the game, uh, and there was a ton of really incredible things that happened throughout this game. Um, that now we're gonna, I'm ready to move on to, because on the whole, I, I'm encouraged by this game. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do we want to do this? We want to start handing out game balls, or we just want to start just talk about the game, offense, defense. Uh, let me let me pose a question really quickly. Please do uh, before we get into game balls. So Ryan Tannehill was a game time decision, and they went with. The they rookie. made it look like that. They I don't think it really the, was. They went with their rookie quarterback. I think that was always the plan. Yeah, Probably. for them. I think there's some gamesmanship there. Mm-hmm. If Ryan Tannehill, Ryan, if Ryan Tannehill starts this game, do you think the Titans win? Ah, it's. I know it'd be easy to say like, oh yeah, sure he does. Um, I think a huge part of the Titans' problem though is that receiving core is mm-hmm. just basically non-existent. So I think Tannehill does better, and I guess you could say maybe they would have won. Um, I kind of think going against that rookie quarterback was maybe part of why the Chiefs did not get as much up for this game, mm-hmm. though. So yeah. I don't know. It, it's it's the whole like butterfly effect thing. Like who knows? I think um, th- there's a certain, maybe. if there's if you're playing against a quarterback that's other or like a rookie or a backup or both in this case, uh, and it's one you haven't prepared for. That gives the offense a certain amount of advantage. Mm-hmm. So I think that you know that probably offsets whatever benefit you would have got from Ryan Tannehill, who I don't think has been that great this year. No, but again, their whole offense has been outside of Derrick Henry yeah. has been pretty dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. Okay, so game balls. Let's do it. I think the first game ball has to go to Patrick Mahomes. Hmm. Yes. That's kind of the main thing that we have not talked about yet. He had an incredible performance mm-hmm. on the whole. It, it, it's such a weird game to talk about, though, because like it was 
we came out on fire. Our first 15 play script went great. We go up, you know, nine points on them. Everything's looking great. Looks like it's going to be a blowout. And I don't know. The defense, their defense kind of got things going, started getting a lot of pressure on us. They kind of figured out that we like could not run the ball on them at all. Mm-hmm. And then they were basically able to just drop a bunch of guys to coverage and tee off on us with their pass rushers. And then things got real difficult for us. Also, can I just say, I am envious of the way that the Titans tackle. Yeah. Like, they're one of the better tackling teams in the NFL. Very good. Uh, the Chiefs, you know, they, they've had issues with that in the past. I think under Spagnolo the last couple of years, I think our tackling's been better mm-hmm. for the most part. I don't think it's been a huge problem this year. Um, but, yeah, the, the Titans are definitely good in that regard. Um, but, anyways, back to Mahomes. I think what's so impressive about this performance is he – the statistical stuff was crazy to begin with. Like I saw uh, one tweet that was basically he. I think his combined rushing and passing yards was the most of any player this year. Did you did you see that one? That's pretty wild. I know it. And just watching the game, it didn't feel like that because it didn't feel like our offense was really clicking. But we had a huge amount of yardage. Mm-hmm. It just it didn't turn into a ton of points. Well, they kept turning into yeah, field goals and missed field goals and weird interceptions and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, which that's a good point that, you know, if we're going to hand out a blame ball this game, uh, Harrison Butker, you know, cost us four points there with some missed kicks. Uh, do you think he's still hurt? Uh, I think it could be still affecting him. We're still coming back from it? You know, kickers, like, the slightest little thing in your motion can affect you so much. Yeah. I did see another tweet before the game even started that there were some weird swirling winds mm-hmm. in Arrowhead, so maybe that had something to do with it. Um, but yeah, those four points really changed the complexion of the game quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, I keep getting distracted somehow. Mahomes was awesome, and he was running the ball more than we've basically ever seen him run the ball this year because he had to, because our normal rushing attack was just non-existent. Uh, he is so good at knowing when to run and doing it effectively, you know? And against the Titans, specifically. I don't really understand that. <laughs> it makes no sense. I mean, I guess it makes some sense, because the way they're playing them is basically dropping a bunch of guys in the coverage, rushing with four, and maybe those guys just over-pursue, and he's able to get out of the pocket. But that is definitely the, the best way to beat the Titans, apparently, mm-hmm. is for Mahomes to do a bunch of running and out-of-pocket stuff. Yeah. That being said, some, we had a lot of pass catchers had incredible plays, too. Yeah. Um, wasn't there something like 11 Chiefs caught a pass? Yes, which, which is, is insane. Think about that. We probably roster five receivers, three tight ends, and three running backs, or four running backs. So, like, I know at least two. So, let's try to catch, catch me right. We got probably four or five receivers, two tight ends, a fullback, and at least... Two or three running backs. It's just nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it is bonkers. Um, but it felt like it was, I mean, obviously Kelsey had a huge part of that. Uh, Juju, this this felt like continuing a trend for Juju of stepping up as, like, the Chiefs' premier receiver. Yeah, he's, he's averaged about 100 yards over the last three games. So I think he's starting to establish himself. I think Mahomes is starting to trust him mm-hmm. a lot more on, like, these tighter throws that we're seeing Mahomes throw to him. Um, so he had some great catches. Travis Kelsey had um, he had that one turnover play. I don't know exactly if that was completely on him. Um, you know where like it bounced off his hands. Yeah. Uh, I kind of forget what exactly what happened there, but he had just a crazy catch at the end there, like going back for a ball that was kind of thrown behind him and catching it. Yeah. Uh, Noah Gray had an insane catch on like a very crucial part of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of guys had crazy plays like that. Uh, Justin Watson had a big long catch. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty early on, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think even MVS had he didn't do a lot, but he had one mm. really big catch at a cl- uh, really clutch time. It, it's so weird that like this game, like Mahomes it was like one of the highest yardage games he had, and that even like without overtime. Yeah, um, but it only turned into twenty points, which is weird. It felt like the Chiefs played bad, even though this was a huge offensive output. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This was just a very strange game. I'm having a hard time the AFC South zone, discussing man. it. Yeah, it, it felt very Thursday night football. Yeah. Just a bunch of weird stuff happened, good <laughs> and bad, and then we won. Uh, but yeah, we got to give Mahomes credit. Um, this was a game where basically nothing was working, 
in structure for the mm-hmm. most part, mm-hmm. and nothing was working in terms of the running game. It was basically a game where we just the with the play calling that we were going with, especially later on, we're just putting it all on Mahomes and saying, "Figure it out if you can," and he did. Which those is last, interesting because those last two drives, especially, really won the game for us. I feel like sometimes he can get himself into trouble by playing hero ball, but in this case, he played hero ball and it worked great. Yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes you—that's ha- what you have to do to win the game, mm-hmm. and it, it works out. I know, awesome whenever it does. Um, but that goes back to my original point of needing to run the ball. Is you don't, even with a player like Mahomes, you don't want to put it all on him all the time. No. Because eventually, that you know, defenses will start planning for that, expecting it. It just and you know, you're not going to have your best game every single night, even Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd like to see the Chiefs. You know, we're not going to play the Titans defensive line every single week. Fortunately, I'd like to see him be more balanced going forward. Um, but yeah, Mahomes is just incredible. I mean, how do you, what do you even say about him at this point? He he's going to be, I think, one of the very best quarterbacks of all time when it's all said and done. Yeah, it's really hard not to take it for granted. Yeah, pretty much impossible. Yeah. Uh, do you have any other game balls? I'm sure you do. Yes. Uh, I want to give one to... I don't know, it's hard to pick a specific player, but like the whole defense played really, really well. And this is, yeah. this is another thing how like it's weird to talk about this game. Because in the first quarter or two, there was about three or four plays. There was like... Two runs from Henry and that one long pass, maybe another one in there, where they got gouged on a couple of plays. Um, but outside of those few kind of broken plays, the defense was just locked down for the rest of the night. Like yeah. especially like uh, halftime and onwards. The I don't remember the exact stat, but like the Titans had an enormous number of drives where they basically just did absolutely nothing. Yeah. Uh, if I had to choose one player, I think I'd go with Nick Bolton, um, mm. just because he, I mean, he always seems to play Derrick Henry pretty well. He has a lot of those, like, run stuffs where he just fills the lane perfectly and, and gets to him before he can get it momentum. But one play, I, I don't think it was Henry, I think it was their, their other running back. He timed a uh, screen, like, breaking up a screen play perfectly. Yeah. They threw it, and he was there for a tackle for a loss. It was just a thing of beauty. Yeah, he... And I, I rewatched that several times, and you can see that very early on, based on what their linemen are doing and what the running back is doing, he sees what's happening, and he's running at the ball carrier before the ball's even being thrown at him. Mm-hmm. Times it up perfectly and gets him for like a three, four yard loss, whereas you know it could have easily gone for you know five plus yards gain. Mm-hmm. And that little difference there, that little you know ten, fifteen yard difference on that play there kept them from kicking a field goal to go up two scores. Yeah. So, I mean, if they if they get, you know, close to that first down or even within field goal range, kick a field goal there, we probably lose. Yeah. Uh, so that was a huge play from him. Uh, he was awesome. And I, I thought they did, again, outside of, like, two run plays where, you know, Derrick Henry got to our second level and just went crazy, the defense shut him down for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He does not seem to have his best games against the Chiefs, which is awesome. No. Uh, the the one play that like really got us for a while until you know Spags like he always does made some adjustments and we didn't have issues with it later on. It was that uh, I don't know if it was technically like a read option, but it kind of looked like it. Where basically they were going to run it to Henry or they can fake it and Malik would pull it and run it around yeah. outside. And they got us real good a couple times with that. Well, man, if he ends up being their full time quarterback at some point, that's going to be a deadly play. Yeah. Uh, I I saw nothing from this game that would make me scared of him as a passer, though. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if it was all on him. I think his receivers. That's really show that's fair. It. That's fair. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I think I don't think Ryan Tannehill's going to lose his job anytime soon to him. But who knows? Yeah. All right. Um, I don't know. We kind of have strayed from our game balls thing there. Did you have any other ones you want to uh, hand out? You know, this this could go to the pass rush group. But I'll give it specifically to Carlos Dunlap because mm-hmm. he had some, some great plays. Uh, this felt like we finally saw some pass rush close out a game. Uh, actually, Carlos just had some really good pressures as well. Uh, I think he actually got a sack. Um, but, yeah, good job by the defensive line group toward the end. And those might have been coverage sacks. I don't know. 
But we finally got a couple sacks, and I think that's basically how we ended the game was we had a couple sacks pinned back deep, and they, I think, threw an incomplete pass. Yeah. Yeah, at the end there, you just, when they had to run, when they had to pass the ball, you just knew they didn't have it. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, just a weird game. Hard to even, like, cover, really, <laughs> to talk about. Um, but, hey, we got it done. It was, it was not pretty, but counts as a W. Yeah, I thought like I I went from pretty much no matter how far down we got, I was confident that she's could come back. But then, like in the second half, I was just convinced we were going to lose uh, right up till the end. Yeah, I was worried about that, but the whole time I was thinking in my mind, our defense is gonna lock them down eventually. Like they got a few plays on us, but we've got them figured out now. Just the offense can never get going, and which it finally finally did. Then we'll be fine. So yeah, I'm hoping. This is a nice transition. I'm hoping next week to see a little more balance. So, let's move on to next week now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got our nice, normally scheduled uh, noon game against the Tennessee, or excuse me, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Cool, we get to play another weird AFC South game. <laughs> another one. Old friend Doug Peterson. Yeah. Um, so, the Jags, they're, they're not good. Yeah. Um, but they're not terrible. They're they're one of those teams that I feel like they can be a little bit frisky. I feel like this is the one of the best versions of the Jags we've seen in a while, which is depressing. Yeah, now it's they, not as good as like whenever they had like that all star defense and Blake Bortles. Yeah, and Blake Bortles. They never knew how good they had it. Yeah, but I mean they've got they've got some good pass rushers and Trayvon Walker and uh, Josh Allen and Josh Allen. Not that Josh Allen, the other Josh Allen. He moonlights as a uh, defensive end for the Jags when he's not playing for the Bills. Yeah. Uh, and they've got, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, I don't know if anyone really knows if he's good yet. It's like his potential is so high, you can't think he's a bust yet, but he also hasn't really shown too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Travis Etienne's coming on uh, yeah. after being injured last year. Yeah, he's good. That's pretty much all I know with the Jags. Yeah. Uh, they don't really have any pass catchers that would worry oh. you too much. They have Calvin Ridley now, which doesn't do a lot for you. They do. They Technically not allowed to even talk to him, though, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, this is a game, this, is a, this would be a good test for us, because, like, this is not a good opponent. We're, this is a team we should handle easily. So I'd like to see the Chiefs come out and just, you know, put them away early and not come out flat. Yeah. So we will see. Um, what is there anything that really worries you about this game, about the Jags matchup? Um, I don't know that much about their interior defensive line. Um, I imagine they were not going to present the same challenge that the Titans did, so I feel like we'll be able to run the ball again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pass rush, like I said, it's, it's decent, and our tackles, our tackles just don't look good this year. I, I think they're exploitable. Um, so that might be a little bit concerning. Yeah, I feel like we've got ways to scheme around it, and you know, part of our offensive identity now is getting rid of the ball quickly. But if you're asking Brown or Wiley to go out on an island and, and block a premier pass rusher, that's that's not their game right now. Yeah, which I think Wiley actually had a pretty decent game against the Titans. Um, and again, like the the expectation is different between him and the guy like Orlando Brown, mm-hmm. who has continued to look pretty darn underwhelming. Yeah, and looks not definitely doesn't look like a guy you want to big pay big money to. It looks more like a guy that you'd like to upgrade from. Um, so that's a little disappointing, but you know, we still got quite a bit of games left. Um, but yeah, that's, that's about the only thing I'm really worried about either. Um, I feel like we ought to take care of him pretty easily, but I don't know. I kind of thought about that, that about the Titans too. Um, I think, you know, I'm not into like sports gambling stuff, but Mm, if I'm not mistaken, the Titans were like. 14 and a half point underdogs against the Chiefs? That doesn't make any sense at all. No, it makes no sense to me. Um, unless I'm just like reading that completely wrong. Uh, that, yeah, that, that seems crazy to me. I think the, the only thing is they're, they're probably just kind of like, there's probably some, some insider knowledge on Malik Willis there. Yeah, maybe so. But, yeah. Who knows? That's why I don't bet. Hope, yeah. Hopefully we'll get just kind of a more even keel performance out of the Chiefs on uh, Sunday. Yeah, I don't have a lot to say. The Chiefs should beat them soundly. Yeah. Well, that being said, I, again, I've just, I feel like we're being way too negative because, like, we did win the game and there were some great aspects of the game. 
all of our all of our great playmakers had great plays. I feel like we stole one. Uh, kind of. Yeah, it's not like they have the better team. It's just we did not necessarily we, we put ourselves in a very bad position. Yes, and then got ourselves out of it. Let me put it this way: the Tennessee Titans played way better than the Chiefs did. Yeah, but the Chiefs are just a much better team, and our talent won out for us in the end. Interesting way to look at it. But yeah. I, think I, I think I know what you mean. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I think that's a hallmark of a good team is that you still win games even if you don't have a very good performance. Yeah. Even though it's not exactly what you'd like to see. Um, I, yeah, I think, I think we're a very good team. Um, there were some interesting developments around uh, the AFC this week. In regard to that, the Bills lost to the Jets, which means that we are now tied with the Bills, except they have the tiebreaker over us for yeah, the one Yeah, that makes that game even a little bit, a little bit worse. Or the loss of the Colts, even a little bit worse. The loss of the Colts, yeah, that one's a bummer. They just fired their head coach. Um, just totally baffling in hindsight. Yeah. Um, but that means we're now just half a game back on the Bills. So they go and play the the Vikings, the old six and one or whatever they are, seven and one Vikings now. And if they lose that game, then, hey, maybe we're sitting at the one seed well, on Sunday. And, you know, the situation is developing as we are recording this podcast. But Josh Allen apparently has some type of an injury to his throwing shoulder. Yeah, which, I saw that. Uh, man, if they don't have him, they're in a rough, rough way. Yeah, that's extremely concerning if I was a Bills fan. Um, it sucks. I don't don't like injuries even with the team that you, you know, you're trying to get a, a seat on. Mm-hmm. Um, but Does it matter? We'll see. Does it matter that she's got the one seed over the Bills? Yes. Um, my number one reason I'd say it matters is it's just a free playoff game that you win. I think that matters. The, the first round bye matters more than home field and head-to-head. Oh, yeah. I, I would definitely agree with that. Especially because, like, the Chiefs, I, I love the Arrowhead atmosphere and stuff, but I, don't, I really don't feel like they play it that much better at home. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I, I feel like whenever they go the ro- on the road, they tend to be a little bit more focused. And come out a little bit quicker. Yeah, uh, this seems to be that way to me. Um, but yeah, it's mostly about just not having to worry about playing some team that gets hot at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, one more thing on the game. I think I saw enough out of Kadarius Tony to be pretty excited about that guy. Yes, he got way it, more involved in this game than I thought he would. It w- it wasn't much, but it to me it was more significant that. The Chiefs' offensive, you know, brain trust thought enough of him to get him involved this early, like you the know? first drive. Yeah, like he was part of the plan. He was out there during the first fifteen and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a couple of good plays. Uh, there was one route in particular. I think I sent a video of it to you earlier today, where it just totally, perfectly demonstrated that like short area quickness that I think is is going to be so valuable for us. So I'm I'm really excited about him. Um. I don't know what else to say. I think he could really become... I don't know if he's going to be like our... I don't want to get too ahead of you know the wheels here and say like he's going to be all... He's going to be like wide receiver one. It's going to be like having Tyreek Hill. But I think he could be a very significant wide receiver for us. Like yeah. In that starting rotation and you know making plays. Very well could be. Mm, I'm excited. Uh, okay, so what else happened around the AFC? Or you want to talk about the NFC? Because I feel like... Didn't we kind of do a state of the yeah. AFC last week? Yeah, last week we did the the AFC little round the NFL. Now I think we got to flip over to the NFC. Uh, and something I want to do was just pick out the teams that are done. Teams that we're going to stick a fork in. They're finished. They're cooked. Pull them out of the oven. They're yep. done. I know. I know who's going to be first on your list. Um, yeah. Let me let me just pull up the standings here so I can get a nice. Uh, Bird's eye view of the league here. Mm-hmm. Uh, first on my list, I wonder. I'm, I'm curious who you think that's going to be. Um, I'm going to go with the Packers. That's exactly what I thought. The Packers are done. I told you last week they stink. They continue to stink. What's the record? And now they stunk. Three and six. Three and six, and they have basically no hope of winning There's... the division because the Vikings are seven and one somehow. Yeah, they've shown us nothing. That tells like that that it would inform us to think that they can turn this around. Everything that everyone was concerned about with Tyreek leaving the Chiefs was one hundred percent true about Devontae Adams leaving the Packers. <laughs> like he was their passing attack, and whenever he left, they got nothing. 
um, and it's just totally blown up in their face. You know what? You know what? One move. Oh, there's a couple moves by the Packers that just completely baffled me. So, Sammy Watkins. You have a quarterback who's like got a reputation of being a bit surly with mm-hmm. people and get annoyed with receivers, and then you go and sign a receiver who tends to be a bit annoying whenever he's on your team. Hey, listen. in terms of you know not showing up when you'd like him to. Who among us has not heard the the siren call of Sammy Watkins? <laughs> He's on like his fifth or sixth team at this point. I guess he's so. still like only twenty eight or something. Uh, but yeah, that was a just total head scratcher. Like, how in the world did you think that was going to work out? So yeah, I don't. The, the Packers suck. Their, off, their offense is totally broken. Apparently, Rodgers is just annoyed with all of his teammates. And I'm, I'm really afraid I'm going to have to revisit my Vikings or frauds take, um, mm. just based on empirical evidence. You see that video of. Kirk Cousins on the plane ride home wearing all them chains. He was uh, the shirt off. Definitely trying to channel some Fitz magic. Mm. It had some very strong uh, Fitzpatrick and Deshaun Jackson's clothes vibe. I know. Well, there's that video came out. There's like the post game of Kirk Cousins breaking them out with the whole like a team wide you, you like that uh, chant or whatever. Well, wasn't this over the Commanders too? Yes. <laughs> That's hilarious. Also, the, the Taylor Heineke Commanders. Yeah. Like, don't you know? Go ahead. Robert Griffin III mm-hmm. is now a pretty prominent NFL analyst. Mm-hmm. Fun Twitter follow. Don't you know he has to like watch Kirk Cousins have a long, prolific NFL career and just be like, how the heck did this happen? Yeah, I, I, I can see that being like a continual thorn in his side. Yeah, because I mean, you got to understand, when they, when they drafted Kirk Cousins, it's like, what are you doing? You just drafted Robert Griffin. You're set for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And like Kirk Cousins was like, maybe he'll make the roster. It's just, it's madness to me. Anyhow. I don't know. He, he's, a, he is a maddening quarterback, um, but right now they're right in high. I don't think I've watched a single Vikings game all year. Maybe that's why I, I don't really believe. Um, they keep almost losing to not very good teams, but whenever you almost lose to a lot of not very good teams, you end up winning. The that bunch. feels like a great recipe to get bounced in the playoffs. Yeah. Now, I will say we're going to we're gonna find out a lot on Sunday because they're going to play the Bills, and hopefully if Josh Allen's all healthy... That's going to be a big time, you know, are you actually good game for them. I tend to think that the Vikings are good, not like great. I don't, I don't think they're seven to one great, mm-hmm. um, but I also don't think they're like total frauds. So that's why, and also like everyone seems to be like, oh, Kirk Cousins, this team is not actually good. That's why I couldn't put them on my frauds list. Yeah. Um, but they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to win that division. They're going to mm-hmm. have a home playoff game. Okay. I got another team. That was cooked. Go ahead. Are we doing just NFC? Or? Yes. Okay. You could say they're... Uh, oh. oh, sorry. Go ahead. Soused. Soused? Drunk. Ooh. Yeah. Yes. Yes, let's get into this. The Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. Now, I'll, I'll go ahead and credit to you. Mm-hmm. You totally called this at the start of the season. I did not see it. I thought they would be still like very good. I was completely wrong. Yeah. Uh, the Rams are still just completely hung over. Their offense is maybe even more broken than the Packers offense. And their defense is still sometimes good, but it's very heavy, heavy on like the stars. And if they don't get great plays out of them, then they don't play super well. Yeah. So yeah. What, uh, what's up with the Rams? Why are they so bad? I, mean, I haven't watched any of their games either, so I don't really know, but I, <laughs> Some great analysis from two guys who have not watched any of their games. Although I, I watched them against the Bucks. In our defense, it's the NFC. Come on. Yeah. Who's yeah. watching this? Um, I mean, I, I feel like there was so much of a like veteran star heavy team last year. And like the whole FM picks thing, that's hilarious, but also means you have no depth. Mm-hmm. And they lost some pretty key guys like Edo Beckham and Von Miller. You know, so even the stars they had last year, they don't have this year. Yeah. Um, I've been riding the take train for a while now that basically everyone involved in the Rams organization outside of the owner knows that this is like riding the gravy train for a couple of years here and then everybody's going to jump ship. <laughs> and I, I'm honestly, I'm not even joking. Like I, I think like in three or four years, I think everyone's going to be gone. The GM, Sean McVay, all of the players. It just, it just felt like such like it, we're going all in. We're going to win a Super Bowl or two. And, like, whatever comes after that, we just do not care because that's going to be somebody else's problem. Yeah. 
And I think he's got, you kind of see it because, you know, uh, this over the offseason, Sean McVay, he was kind of flirting with the idea of retiring, moving to a media position. And you saw Aaron Aaron Donald doing something along those lines as well. All that may have been just a contract yeah. negotiation thing. I'll tell you what, this is um, the stock is very low right now on the, the Mike Shanahan genius tree. Yes. Because there for a while it was like, oh, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, Mike, Matt LaFleur, they're all geniuses, wonderkins. Mm-hmm. And now, like, I guess the jury's still out on Kyle Shanahan. Uh, but the other two are, da- are down pretty bad right now. Well, I have an interesting mug on that for you. Oh, okay. um, I listen to the Athletic Football Show, which is good, but it's very heavy on X's and O's and a lot of stuff I don't really understand. I'm sorry. This this is the only podcast I listen to. Oh, well. As I'm I recording guess, it. I guess I've broken the, the fourth wall a little bit there. But yeah, I do listen to other podcasts. Um, but anyways, a week or two ago, they were talking about how a huge storyline of this season is that scoring on the whole is down. Yeah. Down like significantly, and that's surprising because for so long it's been on this upward trajectory. Mm-hmm. And this was the first year where it's down, and it feels like feel like the teams that can run the ball are really doing well, and it feels like there's very few high powered passing attacks. Yep, this year, and they were theorizing that a huge part of that was that there were a lot the the Kyle Shan or uh, sorry the Shanahan system that mm-hmm. became so prolific throughout the league. Um, is so common and defenses have seen it so often that they started to key on to certain things about it and basically figured out how to manipulate protection to get good matchups against it hmm. and jumped all like the hot rights and stuff. There's a lot of X's and O's I don't fully understand. Basically, the offense became so popular that the defenses became really familiar with it and now it's not working. And that's why you see all those Traditionally, high-powered offenses are just falling flat this year, like the Rams and the Packers. Yeah, uh, maybe the, you could throw the Bucks in there as well. Yeah, and okay. The way I always kind of felt like at least McVay's offense was gimmicky, not like a, like trick play gimmicky, but just like all they did was run outside zone and variations off outside zone. It's they, a lot of playing the hits. Yeah, and when those don't work, it goes real poorly. Well, think about it. They drug. Like that, that system drug Jared Goff and Jimmy Garoppolo to the Super Bowl. Yeah. That is not that that's not some premier quarterbacking. No. That is some some scheme that got figured out. Mm-hmm. I guess you could say that like it ultimately worked with the Rams. Yeah, but they had Stafford who, you know, despite this year, actually is a good quarterback. Yeah. I, I do think he was a good quarterback. Um I don't think he's like quite like in the elite category. I'm sorry, did you not see the no-look pass uh, to Odo Beckham? It, it was incredible. He had an incredible game in the Super Bowl. I don't want to take that away from him, but I think, you know, over the course of his career, mm-hmm. he's not he's not in, like, that upper echelon of, like, Mahomes and Allen and Brady and all of them. Anyway, I think that's why you're seeing some of those offenses kind of all over there. Well, that and just the proliferation of the uh, Vic Fangio roof defense. Like, everyone does that now. Mm, that's That's another good point that, that's why. That's also I think people have talked about that we've said on our podcast. The Chiefs and to a certain extent the Bills are doing so well this year because they've been basically they they were the tip of the spear. They saw that first and mm-hmm. had you know a season or two to prepare for it. I think I think that's a really good point. Um, they they kind of had to deal with it earlier. They figured out how to deal with it a little bit earlier, and they they do it in different very different ways. Like mm-hmm. the Bills, you know, basically just running Allen was how, how they deal with that. And the Chiefs have figured out in other ways. Okay, um, back to you know figuring out the teams they're done. Um, we picked off a couple of the more obvious ones, but we didn't get like the real bottom dwellers. So why don't we just go ahead and through that? Go through that. Uh, the Panthers, they're done. Well, they fired their coach. Yeah. yeah, you fired your coach. You're done. I know. I just, we're just you know okay. laying the groundwork here. Uh, the Lions, very done. I don't care that yeah. Green Bay. Uh, now, the Lions are in a different situation where they're just trying to get to 500 or so. That could happen. So they're, they're, they're like, the terms for a successful season for them are very different. But okay. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, obviously. Right. Uh, the Bears, they're done. They found a quarterback, maybe. Uh, okay. I got a hot take. Are you ready? I'm ready. I think Justin Fields sucks. Okay? I know he had some great runs, and he's had a couple of good games. But I've seen him play quarterback, and I don't think he's a good quarterback. I think he is a poor man's 
Lamar Jackson. I think everyone really wants him to be a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. By everyone, I mean anyone who like cheers for big market teams. So I think the media, def- media definitely does that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say I want him to suck because like I, the Bears have gone so long without a good quarterback. It would be kind of fun for them to have a good quarterback. And I think he's a guy that he can definitely make some plays uh, with his feet, but. When it comes to like actually being a quarterback, I don't. I don't think he's that. Very, I don't think he's very good. May I offer you a little bit of advice um, for oh, building a roster or you know being an NFL GM? Mm-hmm. Don't draft an Ohio State quarterback. Mm. It never works out. Mm. Ever. That's a good point. I'm trying to think of one that worked out, and I can't. Nope. It's always for those gold. Anyhow. Um. So yeah, Lions are done. Bears are done. Packers are done. Panthers are done. Uh, it's it's the rest of the NFC South is weird because that division's so bad. Very One bad. of them's going to have to make it, and honestly, I think any of them could. Even the Saints at this point. I think it's going to be the Falcons. That would be fun. I think, I think the Bucks are cooked, uh, except for it's Tom Brady. Okay, gosh dang that guy. Yeah, uh, he he is just like the eternal vampire, and he won't quite die. Just just waiting for you to say that he's. They're going to be sticking around. They're going to be like eight and nine at the end of the year and win that division. He might be listening to this podcast, looking for bulletin board material. <laughs> Maybe so. We'd find plenty of it here. Yeah. So I can't quite finish off the Bucks, the Falcons, or the Saints because one of them's going to win. I don't know. Tom Brady is up against forces he's probably never encountered in his career because he is just surrounded by incompetence. Yeah, uh, what's weird to me is for a while it was due to injuries with their star wide receivers, but all their guys are back. Like Chris mm-hmm. Godwin, he's out there. Mike Evans, he's out there. He just seems completely out of sorts with Mike Evans, which is weird. It is strange. Wide receiver one. Um, perhaps the, the most tragic part of the Bucks' disappointing season this year is we might have to admit that Bruce Arians is a good coach because mm-hmm. the lack of Bruce Arians is uh, pretty... Pretty damning. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I don't feel the need to admit that, though. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're not going to make me do it, Andrew. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Well, clearly, uh, it, it is not the coaching that makes Tom Brady. It is the other way around. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he, he should have stayed retired. Uh, the Bucks suck. I know they beat the Rams, but they looked real bad in that game. Um, Both teams looked very bad. They looked so bad, but also part of me is, like, they still might win that division. It's very annoying. Yeah. Let me say this. He got out of the AFC East at just the right time. It's true. It's actually a pretty good division now. What's hilarious is the Bucks right now are first place in their division with a 4-5 and five record. The Patriots have a 5-4 and four record and are in last place in their division. It's really funny. It is very funny. Oh, yeah. So one of those three teams uh, will somehow get into the playoffs. Um... Ooh, here's one for you. Cardinals. The Cardinals suck. Yeah. And I, I've been on this very early on. I actually went back and listened to last year yeah. uh, with my annual frauds list. Mm-hmm. I said whenever they were 7-0 and and flying high, mm-hmm. like a bird, like some kind of beautiful red bird. I don't yeah. know. But whenever it, they were flying high, I it, said they were frauds. And you laughed at me a little bit. Well, um, they were seven and zero. Yeah, they were seven and zero, and they looked awesome. Yeah, um, but I, I said it then, and I could not have been more right because everything that's happened since has totally exposed them. Uh, Kyler Murray is very talented. Don't think he really has the right mental makeup for what you would want for an NFL quarterback. There's just like there's a lot, a lot of things I see him do that I'm like, I, I would not want my quarterback to do that. No, uh, I don't think Cliff Kingsbury is a good coach. Kingsbury's. He's going to get fired. I know. That, you, that, you've been on that for a while. Yeah. That, that train has left the station. I don't he, care what yeah. happens this year. He's gone. What's so weird is they handed out like big extensions to him and their GM uh, time yeah. over the offseason, which is just totally weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, their, their offense is built around Kyler go make a play. That's their whole offense. And it has been for basically the whole time he's been there. So, yeah, they're at three and six. I'm sticking a fork in them. They're done. Let us never forget that Cliff Kingsbury got fired from Texas Tech. Let me repeat that. Got mm-hmm. fired from Texas Tech. And because he was associated with Patrick Mahomes, he got hired to coach Kyler Murray. Also, he had Patrick Mahomes on his football team and won, like, 
was what they like go his junior year like what like three and six or something like that. Yeah, it's because he's never really he, like he's heard of defense, but he's never actually experienced it himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Card- Cardinals suck. Uh, Rams where I talked about them being done. Uh, the Commanders love Taylor Heineke, but that's not a playoff team. Hey, listen, the Commanders have had one of their best seasons of all time. Oh, that's time true. Because it's looking like what's his face is going to sell. Yeah, which I mean that that's the real Super Bowl, honestly. <laughs> I yeah, mean, I, don't, I don't think you can tell uh, Washington fans anything right now. I think they're just no, all they're, they're as happy as they could possibly be, regardless of the record or situation. Yeah. So good for them. They get to watch Taylor Heineke. It is fun, if nothing else. It's kind of going to be a good feeling to know that you have hit rock bottom and are on the way up. Yeah. Yeah. Good, that's good for the commanders. Good. All right. So we've, we've cleaned all the trash out of the NFC. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't mentioned a single a- NFC East team yet. Because that is actually... Oh, well, we did just do the commandos. Okay. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pretty strong division on the whole. That's true. I mean, look at if you look at these records, the Eagles are 8-0. and zero. Obviously, they're good. Cowboys six and two. They're I still don't quite trust them. Just a little fraudulent. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, I think I don't like the Cowboys because of Dak for the same reason I don't like the Vikings because of Kirk Cousins. Where it's just like I've seen this it show feels, before. Yeah, it feels like that ceiling's just just a little too low there. You yeah. know, I just I don't know. I, the, the Cowboys defense is very good. I just I really have a hard time trusting them. I think because of just past years where they've you know shown up or not shown up in the playoffs. Also, Mike McCarthy's a bit of a doofus. Yeah, a little bit. He's definitely got doofus face. Mm-hmm. Giants are somehow six and two, and they're kind of similar to the Vikings to me. And I don't think they're that good, but clearly they're doing something right. I, I don't know. Is, is Brian Dable that good a coach? I think he might be because I mean it's not like they have. A ton of talent on that team. I got Daniel Jones. I, you don't really have were any we, great were we two down on Danny pass rushers. No, I still think he's not great. But I think I think that coach is very good. Like who are the receivers? I have no idea. I know it's not Kadarius Tony. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they have any wide receivers. I don't know how they're doing this. Maybe Saquon. I think I understand the Giants less than any team in the NFL this year. Counterpoint, the Seahawks. <laughs> okay. Fair. What in the world is going on in Seattle? I just, I'm, it's to the point where like, I, I don't want to call them like frauds or doubt them or anything. I'm just curious. What is happening? I think this is, you know, the, 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 the Russell Wilson experience in Denver and the lack of Russell Wilson experience in Seattle it's very... It's taken the shine off his entire career. Oh, it's... Yeah. Um, uh, it, it's wild, I, and I just completely did not see it at all. Why did everyone think Russell Wilson was really good in Seattle? Was it because of the, like, the Super Bowl? Was it because he was a third-round pick? Was uh, he, did he used to be good, and now he's broken? I don't want to go that far. I think he, I think he was good in Seattle. I think he needs to... I think he needs to play quarterback a certain way. I think they're trying to make him play in a way that doesn't fit him in Denver. And I think in Seattle it worked a lot better. We're basically we're going to pound the ball, we're going to be really heavy run, and then we're going to get big plays with those kind of moonshots that he throws yeah. to these big wide receivers. And in Denver, I don't know, they're trying to do something else, and it's just not working. But that was that was always a, that was the whole the whole ethos of let Rose cook is that the Seahawks were not using Russell Wilson. He was finally going to be free from the shackles of Pete Carroll's offense. Mm-hmm. And uh, now he's with kind of a bumpkin in, in Nathaniel Hackett, and it's even worse. Yeah. I don't, I don't think anyone foresaw Seattle being as good as they are and the Broncos being as bad as they are. I'm kind of starting to feel like that defense and Marshawn Lynch carried Russell Wilson through the, the good years. Yeah, I don't know. That was kind of a... That was a little bit before I was really into watching the football NFL yeah. at large. Um, so I can't really speak to that. But I do think Russell Wilson was a good quarterback at one point in his career. Maybe will be again, but man, he looks bad right now. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a by low time on Russell Wilson. Yeah. I don't know. See, the Seahawks are it, – it's fun. That's why I love the NFL is you have teams that just come out of nowhere like that. Yeah. You know? 
And also, if you told me that Geno Smith was going to be playing good quarterback this year, I would have called you a liar. Yeah. That's also just totally baffling. Yeah. Um, in year, I don't know. How, how, how long has he been in the league? Oh, like 10 years. It's so weird that like a, a guy like that can be in the league that long and then just finally is like, oh, maybe he is a starting quarterback. <laughs> That's well, crazy. Hope Springs Eternal. Yeah. Um, so the Seahawks are fun. Maybe that'll happen for Drew Um. So... Which, if you had to pick pick two of these teams for me that you think are going to wind up in the NFC Championship game out of the NFC, who's it going to be? Um, I think I know who it's going to be. Hmm. Am I surprised? Well, it is no one from the NFC South. They're not even going to sniff the championship game. Agree. Uh, I don't think it's going to... Eh. I, I, I think the Vikings are an early out. I do. So that pretty much eliminates the NFC North. So I think you're probably looking at Eagles Niners. Dang it. That's exactly what I was going to say. Hey, great minds. Well, yeah. Uh, maybe it's not that spicy take. I, I'm, I'm very high on the 49ers. Yeah. I think that defense is really good. I think that offense is also very good. And, and I think just got better. I think Christian McCaffrey is going to just supercharge that whole operation. Mm-hmm. And Garoppolo, I think, is good enough for what they want to do. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they're going to – I'm pretty high on the Niners. Here's a question. Go Could ahead. you see an all-NFC East championship if, if the dominoes fall the right way? Uh, it's not going to be the Giants. Um, it's going to have to be the Cowboys and the Eagles well, if that they, happens. I mean, it's uh, awesome. Okay. <clears throat> I think the Vikings have a way better chance of getting to the NFC Championship game than the Giants do. Mm. I think they're just a way more talented team. The Giants are good, don't get me wrong, but I think they, they, they've won a lot of games off of good coaching in Saquon Barkley. And I, I think that's going to – I can maybe get you to the playoffs. I don't think they're going to get too far, though. It's just, I mean, there's a strong possibility that we see three NFC East teams in the playoffs this year. Oh, it's almost – Definitely going to happen. So that there's a the best chance of that happen, like of there being an interdivision. Oh, just in terms yeah. of odds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's entirely possible. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's just something about the Cowboys where that little voice in my back of my head is like, just like, don't trust them. Mm-hmm. They might look good, and everyone's going to hype them up, but don't trust them. Maybe it's because like they looked just so so bad at the start of the season, and then Dak got injured. Everything looked real bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm going to ride with it. I don't, I don't think the Cowboys are that good. Don't trust them. Yeah. Um, all right. Any any other NFC teams you want to talk about? I think we pretty much hit on all of them. Do you think the Seahawks have any chance of making noise in the playoffs? Well, I would say no, but that's the same the same part of me that said that Seahawks would not be good this year, and here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other team... Can we just reflect for a moment how the Saints went from one of the NFL's best franchises to basically just lost in the wilderness? Yeah. Now, I think I need to speak to this because I was pretty high on the Saints. I picked them to win that division. Okay. Here's my dossier on what went wrong with the Saints this year. Mm-hmm. Number one, Jameis broke his back four times. Like um, uh, in four places or over four separate occasions? Yes. Um, so that was... The straw that broke the James's back, unfortunately. Uh, Michael Thomas is just... I don't, I don't know what's up with him. He seems to have... He just seems to be permanently injured, either in his body or his brain. He's kind of like a dour version of Sammy Watkins. Like, at least Sammy Watkins is, like, chaotic fun. I believe he's a lizard or something. Yeah. His, his career is just so bizarre how he had... He had a couple of great seasons, and then he had that one season where he was unquestionably the best wide receiver in football and then vanished for three years now. And he had a couple of good games at the start of the year, um, but I don't know, he broke his toe or something. Now he's out for the rest of the season. So that's a huge issue. Um, But probably the one that I saw coming the least is their defense. Um, Although last week they did shut out the um, Raiders Mm. and they're about to play the Ravens. We'll see how they do. On the whole, their defense has been very disappointing. Yeah, um, they're, they're especially their safety play has not been very good. Which is I think strange. I don't think uh, 
they're very happy with Tyre Matthew right now. I don't think he's played very well for them. So well, I think maybe who, the Chiefs made the right decision. Who could have there. seen that coming? Honestly, I didn't really see it coming. I, I thought that would work out. Um, um, that's strange to me because they're, I mean, Dennis Allen's the head coach and he was the defensive coordinator. Yeah. They held over. Now, that's what doesn't make much sense to me. They did have a little bit of turnover, in, especially in like their safeties. Mm-hmm. And well, that's kind of, of like, it's worth remembering is now Tanis Hornson. Yeah, which I, I don't think he's like actually getting snaps for him. Um, I don't actually know. Um, but yeah, they just a lot of a lot of things have gone not very well for them, and they're having to trot Andy Dalton out there. The defense isn't as good as we thought it'd be, and the receiving core is banged up. Chris Olave, I think, is good though. I don't know what their cap or what their pick situation is like. They're they're kind of in cap hell, and uh, they're they're never going to have another Sean Payton. Oh, that that's another thing is um, obviously Sean Payton leaving has been an issue. Yeah. Although their offense hasn't really been the problem as much. Uh, so, yeah, they're kind of disappointed, although I'm not, I'm not giving up on them. No, see, you got to understand, I think, I think what we saw with the Saints was an anomaly of, like, Sean Payton and Drew Brees meeting up. And now that that's gone, I, I think the Saints are going to go back to... Oh, it was like a franchise? Yeah. Just go back to just kind of being nothing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, what was so weird about that situation was normally when a head coach leaves, all of the support staff leaves with him because mm-hmm. it's usually they got fired. Um, with him just kind of walking away, Sean Payton, all of the support staff is still there. So basically, if Sean Payton gets hired, let's say, for the Cowboys next year, I think they're basically all going to go play with him. Could be. So their their franchise is in a very uh, weird place right now. It's basically like a situation if like after, after Brady left New England – Belichick like tried the tried Cam Newton for one year. Like, well, you know what? That's enough of that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to see how this ends. Pretty much, yeah. So they got a big game against the Ravens tonight. Um, maybe they win. We'll see. That'd be hilarious. I'm not. I'm not giving up on them yet, though. Yeah. Especially, especially James can come back. Although I'm not entirely sure he's being if he would like get the starting job back. I think their main issue with Jameis is like he doesn't check it down to Kamara. And like with a back like Kamara, that's what you want to do a lot. The entire offense should be th- flowing through Kamara. Yeah. All right. I think we've talked about, you know, weirdly, the, about the only NFC team we haven't talked much about is the Eagles. Yeah. Um, we talked about them in the past, though. I mean, we, we, we think have, they're good, yeah. but maybe not quite as good as the record indicates. Yeah. I, I think they, they're the most likely to win the number one seed. And I do think they're a solid, good team. I just, I really think whenever you get into the playoffs, uh, I don't know if Hertz is at quite the level to get them to the Super Bowl. Yeah. But we will see. All right. Um, I think we are already a little bit over time. Any other final thoughts for the people? No, this has been fun. I I don't really think that much about the NFC throughout the year. I'm usually more concerned with the AFC. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot to talk about in the AFC still, so maybe we'll hold that for next week. Oh, yeah. I think um, we should – next week, let's go through and let's pick all the teams that are done in the AFC. Yeah. Because there's a bunch. I got a couple. Coming for you, Patriots. Yeah. Um, what are we just – I would like to opt out of playing the AFC South. Same. Uh, you know, even the Texans. Well, normally we just have to play one of them. Yeah. This year we got both of them. I already know all of them right there. All of them. Yeah. And we've already played the Titans. We've already played the Colts. We've... We're playing the Jags. Playing the Jags. And we're going to play the Texans. Texans, yes. Okay. You know, maybe not this week because we're already over on time, but uh, I would like to look at the Chiefs' remaining schedule because I don't think it's as daunting as we once thought. Well, I don't know. We we got a minute here. Okay. If the, the people, are you are you busy people? You got, got a minute? I, I think they do. Or they wouldn't stop listening by now, so... Let's just let's just look at where things are here. I do think the back half of back half of our schedule was always a bit easier going into the season, and now I think it looks easier than it did before. Well, the, the strength of the schedule was always predicated on the AFC West being a juggernaut, which it is not. No, no, no. my goodness, people were totally wrong about that, um, including myself. So we got the Jags. That's a game you should win. Uh, we got the Chargers. We'll see where if where they are as far as injuries and stuff, but the Chargers they're they're having a very typical Charger season. Mm-hmm. I think we ought to beat them again, um, but they always play as close. Mm-hmm. We got the Rams. That looks like a lot easier game than it did going into the season. No joke. 
we got the Bengals, which Jonathan's circling that on his calendar as the most important regular season game for yeah. me personally. Listen, if they can't get up to the Bengals... Because I want to destroy that team. That, that'll come down to whether Tamar Chase is playing or not. You know what? I hope he is. I want to beat him with him. Uh, we got the Broncos. That should be a W. Uh, we got the Texans. That should be another W. We got the Seahawks. That I thought that was going to be a pushover game, but now it looks like that might actually be one of the hardest ones we have left. And I'm actually going to be at that game. So what a wild season. That'll be fun. That's a Saturday game, by the way. Broncos again. Broncos again. Another W. Raiders. Hopefully, that will be a game where we're not even starting our starters. Um, I, wonder, I wonder if McDaniels will still be the coach by then. You know, I don't know. You know what's wild? And this, this maybe seems crazy. Andrew Reid might be the only coach left in the AFC West next year. Do you think that, that the Chargers are that bad? They're going to fire their coach? We will see how it goes. Um, I, I'd say probably not. Although, I think they should get rid of their offensive coordinator. I, ne- I never liked that hire. Um, Joe Lombardi is the guy's name. Mm. And right whenever they got him, I was like, that does not, he does not match it's great football Herbert's game. talents at all. And I think we're really seeing that this year. That they're... Their offense just does not fit his talents. I'm just going to go out and let him say maybe Josh Herbert is not as good as everyone thought. Justin Herbert. Justin <laughs> Herbert. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I do think he's still good. I think the Chargers just can't get out of their own way in terms of typical Chargers stuff where all their good players get injured. I do love uh, enduring franchise identities, even mm. after changing cast of characters. Yes. Uh, but we're coming a little too dangerously close to talking about the AFC, so that's for next week. Yep. We'll wrap it up. So let's let's go Chiefs. Hopefully go Chiefs. we will uh, get our get that run game going against the Jags and get another W. Thanks for listening to another episode of Chiefs Bros. Subscribe to the show on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Chiefs Bros. We'll talk to you later.